This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John Dostromsky. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. You already heard it. James Jones, Ryan Shazier, and Jason Goff here with you. Let, let's start with Sean Payton, New Orleans, before we get to what's going on in Green Bay, what's going on in Pittsburgh, and what's going on with these playoffs. But Sean Payton, who currently, as we're taping right now, is addressing the media after stepping down as the head coach uh, of the New Orleans Saints. Fellas, you guys have been in locker rooms with venerable coaches, guys who've been around for a long time. When it's a surprise or when it, ripples like this are sent throughout the league, and, of course, me sitting here in Chicago is like, hey, you want to come be team president? That was before they hired the brother Ryan Poles, which we'll get into later. But the impact of Sean Payton and – New Orleans and no longer having either Drew Brees or Sean Payton and where that franchise is headed from there. Man, I ain't going to lie. When I first heard it, I'm like, man, what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, to be honest with you, it's not like New Orleans is far off. You know, New Orleans got a really good defense. You know, if Jameis Winston doesn't get hurt, I mean, this team is in the playoff easy. You know what I'm saying? It's not even close. This team is a playoff football team with Jameis Winston at the quarterback position. I feel like you get Mike Thomas back next season. You mess around and get another receiver in a draft to go on the other side of him. You got Alvin Kamara. Your offensive line is big time. Like, this team is really set up to win. So when I heard it, I'm like, man, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Sean Payton, you, when, you, when you look at Sean Payton, you look at a guy that loves football. You look at a guy that's been with Drew Brees for so long. Man, he's a mastermind of the game. So – I want to know what's really going on for him to just step away from the game. You know what I'm saying? Like when I hear stuff like this, I truly believe was it something up top, was it something going on? Because it's not like he's leaving a terrible football team. Yeah, we know you ain't got a you, your quarterbacks got hurt, and, you know, you ain't got Drew no more. But he's not leaving a big time football team. So to step away, uh, I want I really want to know what's going on. Or did somebody just throw the bank at him for the TV and he like I'm out of here? That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I'm going here to get my John Gruden on or you yeah. know whatever. But you know what I'm saying. But I mean that that has to be the only reason because this team this team wasn't far off, man. But 
it just sucks when you lose good coaches like that. You know, you know, we we out here trying to hire hire and find good coaches, and to lose good coaches like Sean Payton, man, that, that's tough, man. So we're gonna see where New Orleans goes from here. I'm gonna be honest, Sean might see something something that everybody else don't see. Everybody else might think, hey man, this team ain't that far off, but he might be like, Jameis ain't the guy. This old line ain't it. Oh, he can't say that. Why not? He can't say that. Why he can't say that? This old line is one of the best old lines in football. I'm not just saying old line. I'm just saying like he looking at the team. You know what I'm saying? Like I just use old line as a unit example. You know what I'm saying? He might be looking at the DBs. Like even though they got DBs, you know, but he just might be looking at something and be like, man, these dudes are not as good as everybody think they are. And I don't know why both of y'all are playing right now. Man, yeah, he, he is looking at that. Man. Hey, he is looking at the quarterback position and knowing that he had Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, and, and Jameis Winston taking snaps this last couple of years. Life a lot different without Drew Brees, all right? And if Amazon or Fox is about to throw that bag at him because Troy Aikman is going elsewhere and he can get paid to go 0-0 zero, zero for the next seven, eight years of his life like Bill Cowher has been doing for 15 years that's exactly what he's looking at to me i don't blame him i don't blame him at all the only thing i, I would say is most coaches when they're done they looking at all right what's next you know i'm gonna be honest coach tomlin i think he would be a great personality for tv i don't think he'll do it you know I, I feel like sean payton is the type of guy that's like man like he loved, like he loved to entertain. He loved to just talk about the game of football. And like you said, he see Jameis, he see Trevor Simeon, and he was like, man, if Jameis get hurt again, man, where am I at? And he looking at, and I'm not trying to knock Jameis, but he looking at the team and like, I don't think this is the team that's gonna win a Super Bowl. Because mm -hmm. if you look at it, he probably watched the games just like everybody else watched the game. Yeah. And he was like, man, I gotta have a Patrick Mahomes. I got to have a Josh Allen, a Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? All my defense got to be stifling like, like the 49ers. And I don't think he believe in none of that. So to be honest, I don't blame him for going to the TV money because if the TV money paying him just as much or more than what he's getting right now and he's not stressing. That's it. About, you know, calling the plays because the, the first bad season you have, like I remember this season. This season in Pittsburgh, people was calling for Coach Tomlin head. Oh, yeah. This man went 9-7-1. Never had a losing record. <laughs> he never had a losing record. Name a coach in the NFL that never had a losing record if, the, if that's been here more than seven years. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Like He's probably like, man, I'm not about to deal with this because if we have a bad season next year, everybody will be like, man, Sean Payton ain't the guy. We need to get a new guy. Because it don't matter how loyal your fans are, people fair weather. If you ain't winning, man, we need a new guy. And he probably like, man, I can I can go to Fox, and the only thing I'm stressing about is is saying Adamakisu, <laughs> or saying somebody crazy last name that you know I just get the kinetic spelling for. I, I think <laughs> I think he I think he like, man, I this easy this easy money for me. And then if he really want to come back to coaching, he can leave and then come back in a year, two years, three years, and he's still gonna be one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, I um uh, like I think this is a little bit more simple, like like you just mentioned. You know, you look at the draft. Right. I mean, hell, Urban Meyer jumped out of college football for a chance to coach Trevor Lawrence. There ain't no Trevor Lawrence in this draft this year. 
right? Maybe two years down the line, three years down the line, there might be somebody, but this this is not a particularly rich quarterback year. So you can't even, you know, if you want to entice yourself at, okay, I got a prospect coming up that I'm going to show you. But this is the other thing, too. Great chefs pick where they want to work, right? Like, if you're a great chef, if you're a, five, if you're a you know, six-star Michelin chef, you ain't got to go work at Mickey D's or Wendy's or, you know, any of these fast food joints. You you pick the city. Like, we ain't got no yeah. – like, I love Pittsburgh. But we ain't got no Michelin chefs here. I, I've been to, <laughs> hey, I've been to a Michelin – hey, I've been to a Michelin restaurant. We ain't got, we ain't got nothing here in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to be honest, I love it. But that's what I'm saying. If I'm – Sean Payton and the the restaurant that I've been working at all of a sudden is not looking like it used to. All right, I'm gonna take my talents elsewhere. And I think there's, I think there's something to be said for a dude who's won, right? Who's won a Super Bowl, and who's also had a certain amount of connection and just synergy with the city. Like we got to remember, Sean Payton has been through a lot with that city. Okay. Whether it be Katrina and all the other things that have happened. Like, he, he and that city and Drew Brees are synonymous, and, and he brought glory I, for, for decades as a kid. The New Orleans Saints were one of the laughing stocks of the NFL. I remember when they, as they were calling them the Aints back in the day. I also remember Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, Vaughn Johnson, Pat Swilling. Like, I remember some great players on that team, but there was never sustainable success. This is the first time that I can remember in my adult life that the New Orleans Saints were something to be reckoned with and respected for year in, year out, offensive, high-powered football. Take a look at – survey the landscape. This ain't no defensive coach. You've had the issue that you've had with Michael Thomas, whatever that may be, whether, you know, putting him back out there on a bad ankle or him saying, you know what, I'm going to take care of myself on this side. That relationship, I'm sure, isn't where it used to be. Okay, you got Jameis Winston. As much as anybody wants to believe in Jameis Winston, the results are the results. You know, I believe that, that Jameis Winston is, you know, at times can be a very good quarterback. And there are other times where Jameis Winston is an average to below average quarterback he is not banking the rest of whatever coaching life that he wants to live on those two things those two relationships with the quarterback and also the best offensive player on the team to be grounded in solid foundation so all right he comes out and says today and my plan is to not be coaching in 2022 like you mentioned leaves the door open Leave the door open for, all right, let me go dabble in this TV thing, or let me just go home and chill with my family. But it's, I don't think it's as hard a decision as it seems. Um, of course, it's hard to leave a city. It's hard to leave a franchise that you've brought to glory. But at the same time, man, I mean, there's opportunities out there. And coaches get burnt out. Like, the fact that Mike Tomlin has been the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers for this long is a testament not only to what he can do to a locker room, but also his patience. You're in a locker room the same time as, you know, as long as some players for their entire career. Those players have heard those speeches for 10 years now. And it, and it still works. But sometimes you get tired of giving those speeches. You get tired of dealing with the same things. You get tired of getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Like, I don't begrudge Sean Payton at all. You get tired of eating beignets. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So I don't want crawfish no more, man. He even mentioned in the beginning of the press conference. He was like, yeah, you know, when I got here, I didn't know how to drink. Uh, I didn't know how to eat crawfish. And he was like, I, and I was kind of iffy on the beignets and, and king cakes with cream cheese and all that other stuff. Unfortunately, because your career got cut short, Ryan, 
your experience is one of as a young player and also with one franchise. But this is a coach who's been, who's been, you know, in Dallas, in New York, this place, that place, got his head gig and then killed it. Like the New Orleans Saints were a feared offensive factor for a decade. He did his gig. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He got the job done. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. Got the job. Alvin Kamara. When Alvin Kamara came out of the blue and all of a sudden he's out here looking like the new and improved Thurman Thomas. Like, he's done everything he had to do. And if he's looking at the landscape now, like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't what I'm used to. So, <laughs> y'all can have y'all good defensive team, but uh, <laughs> I'm be up here in this booth. I'm an officer guy. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'll call y'all game next right, year. I'll right, call right. Hey, I don't. I don't blame him. The thing is, that this and I'm gonna even bring this back to college. Yeah. I'm gonna bring this back to college. A lot of people get mad at guys. They be like, "Man, I don't understand why this guy left college early." Man, when you see an opportunity present itself, hey, you sometimes you only get one. Yeah, man. yeah. So you gotta take advantage of it and move forward. He might be making ten million dollars a year. Somebody be like, "Hey, Tony, making fifteen. <laughs> we think you'll be a great commentator. I mean, Tony making eighteen. <laughs> hey, I give you fifteen. So what's my job? Um, you just explain football the easiest way to the fans that don't really know football, and you don't have to stress. Even if you na- call somebody name wrong, for for how much? Fifteen million. Hey, uh, everybody in New Orleans, I I, I used to love crawfish. <laughs> I used to love beignets, but I'm out of yeah, here. I'm yeah. out of here. Gotta, gotta make the best decision. Gotta make the best decision. You gotta make the best decision for you and your family. I think everybody does that. Everybody look at the decisions that they can make. Some people make them, some people don't. But you gotta make the best decision for your family. And if you're not doing that, you're not. I don't feel like you're a good head of the household if you're not doing what's nah, best for your family. Nah, yeah, you gotta you gotta take care. Gotta take care of the crib. This and, and as we are recording, like I mentioned, uh, Sean Payton is doing his press conference. Another one of the quotes that have come out of this presser, I'm watching it right here on the NFL Network, says, quote, I don't like the word retirement. I still have a vision for doing things in football. So there you have it. This is a man who's looking at what's happening in New Orleans and saying, I'm cool on that. I want to do something else. And that it is well within his right to do so. I'm, I'm sure New Orleans Saints fans and Gail Benson and the people in that organization might be a little blindsided or a little shocked, or some of them might have seen it coming. I mean, this is huge news, though. This is a Hall of Fame-level coach who is walking away from an organization as opposed to being fired by one. And there's something to be said for that, too, by the way, like walking out uh, on your terms, you know, leaving the way that you want to leave uh, a franchise or, or the game if this is his last go-round. But as he's sta- stating and, and, and talking in this, for all intents and purposes, it sounds like this is a dude who's just taking a little break, going to get this TV money for as long as that he sees fit. And when the next opportunity opens itself up, maybe it's not in coaching. Maybe he wants to be a president of football operations or something. But, you know, I always, when I, I take a look at situations like this, Ryan, I say to myself, all right, a dude who's had this much control, it's kind of hard for those guys to kick themselves up to – team presidents you know unless they're done having that kind of kind of control but it's kind of hard for a guy who calls all the plays and has gotten all the accolades and all the you know his just due uh as being an offensive uh mastermind and then saying okay here are the pieces for you to be the offensive mastermind that sometimes is uh, a, a little bit of a situation we see that in dallas yeah hey. so nah but to, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i just he coached for a long time he coached for a long time and and I'm not surprised, but, you know, most people – this is the biggest thing that I have, right? And I'm all for contracts. 
But it's it's crazy to me, right? If this was a football, if this was a you know Barry Sanders, he's like, man, I'm about to just go to broadcasting. He'd be there for two years, come back. You know what? You ain't going nowhere, bro. It's kind of crazy how, and this is, and to me, this is a testament of how you know other leagues and the coaches have done a good job of fighting for what they want. So in this situation, the coach, he's like, man, I'm about to go. He he understands the finesse. I'm about to go, you know, I'm ready to go coach. I mean, I'm about to go talk about football on TV. And then if I see a job opportunity that I want, I'm gone. If you can't do that as a player, and the thing is, guys don't have as much leverage because, first of all, it's a lot easier to get another Ryan Shazier, and I feel it was hard to get me, than it is to get Kevin Durant or LeBron James. I'm be honest. Yeah, and and of course the the amount that that they affect the game with the sheer numbers on the court and. Yeah, but I feel like the, the 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 NFL coaches they did a good job of fighting for they, what they truly wanted. The NBA they fight for what they truly wanted. The MLB fought for what they truly wanted, and I think this is like another situation where you see the players, you know, some of them are stuck in situations that they don't like, but they don't have the leverage that somebody like Sean Payton has. Sean Payton's a Hall of Famer. You I mean you can get yourself off a team if you put up enough of a stink? No, nah, no, nah, but but the thing is, Jason, name me an NFL team right now. That's not the Steelers, the Patriots, the, like teams that you know go win the Super Bowl technically or compete for one. Everybody else will take Sean Payton. Literally everybody else. Like yeah. you can have literally any coach. The Bears, y'all don't have a coach right now. Sean, y'all take Sean Payton. The Lions, sure. I understand it like Dan Campbell, they'll take Sean Payton. There's at least 27 teams that would take Sean Payton right now over probably the guy that they have. Right. So, and, and that's kind of what, I, that's what I'm meaning, like, you know. But with a player, obviously, you know, you only get a certain amount of time physically. There's a finite amount of time that you're going to play. You know, if you if you play football at age 32, you've had yourself a hell of a career, right? Because that means you've been in the right. league seven, eight years. But, Jason, but think about this. Pat McAfee right now can be like, I'm about to come back and kick. He's better than half the kickers in the league. And you know who still got his rights? The Colts. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like. I feel like this is a situation. Now this is like this is a situation. Oh, so you're saying you're saying that since Sean Payton's still under contract, if he comes back, he should be forced to be the New Orleans head coach. No, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that the, the NFL coaches did a good job of you know basically in situations like this, we we know an out. Mm-hmm. The NFL players in their situations, they don't have outs in certain things that they don't like. And I, yeah, that's the squeeze. That's the squeeze. They because they know guys only have a certain amount of time. But they're not fighting for it either, though. Yeah, because player NFL players aren't looking at uh, those kinds of like those kinds of scenarios are far more common with coaches than they are with players. So while players are fighting for pensions and you know aid for retired players and all that other stuff, but they're not even fighting for that stuff as much as they need to. They're fighting for weed. <laughs> You can't put it like that. I understand what you're saying. But <laughs> you know, you just you just gave me the, the the image of like 14 player reps in a room fighting over a pound of weed. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it like that. But like guys are more fighting for like, man. I'm not trying to get suspended right, for smoking weed. Right. And obviously, weed is a a healer. Is is it's like it's it's a medicine. Yeah. You know. What so I'm you're saying, saying the like, priorities of the of the players union. You know, in these in these moments. Uh, it kind of should be a little yeah. better. Should be a little better. So because like not because not even this situation, but just in all situations, they need to focus on things that can help the player more than than they actually do. So and 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 this is where a situation where the NFL coaches do a good job.
of fighting for what the coaches want because the coach knows like any like Co- Coach Tomlin was like, man, I'm looking at Steelers. Um, Coach Tomlin just too competitive, but he's looking at you know I don't know how they look. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna broadcast, even though he don't want to do it. And he was like, oh, Dallas is open. You got Zeke. You got Dak. You got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. But the NFL, like with the players, you be like, you be like, man, I, I'm gonna retire. If I come back right now, even though I'm not, if I come back right now, the Steelers are like, no matter what, Ryan, you're, you're playing for us. And I, like I said, I don't know how the rights translate when it comes to head coaches' contracts in terms of if if Sean Payton's rights would still be uh, under New Orleans rule. They still will be, but they know the out. Like, they know outs. They know more outs in situations like that than guys do. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Crown Royal. This NBA season, Crown Royal is celebrating the loyal fans that show up for every tip-off and also celebrating the people who drink Crown Royal during games. I know I like to have some around whenever I'm taking in a basketball game, an NBA game. Always good to have around. And Crown Royal believes if you live generously, life will treat you royally. Visit crownroyal.com to get ready for tip-off. Please drink responsibly. All right, so the questions that that happened, you know, Monday morning, uh, and it was all over national television here and local television here in Chicago, I'm sure in Pittsburgh as well, uh, about was this the greatest weekend of football of all time? And this weekend is the reason why I'm, I guess, hard on the product because that was an outstanding, outstanding quartet of games that, that we took in this last weekend. And for the product to be what it was during the season and you getting like maybe one good game a weekend, maybe two good games a weekend during the regular season, that's why I say what I said about uh, the regular season and how mediocre it was because that right there, whether it be what the Rams and Buccaneers you know, engaged in, watching the 49ers go up there and just beat up on a team that was supposed to intimidate you with the weather, I mean, even though they haven't built a team for the weather that they are in, uh, you know, uh, taking a look at, at Bills and Chiefs, and you're like, yeah, that's the future right there. Like, like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes is two of the three or four guys that I want to see in these final stages of the, of the NFL season. Like, that's what it was. It, it was the intrigue. It was the, the, the excitement. It was the atmospheres. It was the weather. It was the hard hitting. It was the precision play at the quarterback position. You know, this is the reason why I, for a long time I bristled at college football because, the, to me, the quarterback wasn't important enough. You know, teams were running around out here competing for national championships every single year with quarterbacks who were just, you know, game managers or guys who coaches didn't want the ball in their hands of. But to watch Josh Allen go down the field and, and score the way he did, and Patrick Mahomes not even blink and say, all right, 13 seconds is enough. 
him. One shot here, one shot here. We in field goal range, got one of the strongest legs in the league. We out of here. We off to the AFC Championship. To act like the Chiefs haven't been those dudes for four straight years at the beginning of this year. Like, that's shame on all of us. To act like people have figured out Patrick Mahomes, shame on all. Like, that weekend, because of quarterback play, because of coaching, because of star players playing like star players, that, that weekend is what NFL playoff football, NFL football should be about. Not some of the stuff that we saw during the, week, during the year where I was like, eh, this is kind of mid, it's kind of huff. Not this weekend. It was definitely one of the better weekends of, of football. And I can't wait because Championship Sunday is, um, that's my favorite day on the sports calendar. It might be the tournament for some people. Might be the first or last day of the Masters or the seventh game of any series. Nah, man. AFC Championship, NFC Championship. To me, with the intrigue and the and the competition, there's no better day in sports. So the fact that it happened earlier in the divisional round, that's exactly what I needed to see out of the NFL season. I think that was one of the greatest yeah. weekends of football. I'm not going to say is the greatest weekend, but I would say that's one of the greatest weekends of football. But – I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back because I know you watch a lot of basketball. You don't get that many great weeks of basketball either, though. You don't. But what you do get is, see, it's easier for basketball because the matchups can be dictated in such where if I know it's Bron and Ja going at it in a, in a in a nationally televised game, I know for sure for sure that. LeBron's going to have 25, 7, and 7 because that's his average. I know John's going to have 24, 6, and 6 because that's his average. And I know in that average, I'm going to see some special things, and hopefully I get a good game. If I don't get a good game, fine. And it's once every every week, right? So the frequency of it is is it feels bigger, and the magnitude of it feels bigger. There's just, just a lot of a lot of average play. And, and the regular season in the NBA has been dubbed, you know – um, not see or not must see television before too. Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree. I definitely agree. But all I'm saying is that with the NFL, the guys that you expect to make plays make mm. plays. The guys that we think are average are mm-hmm. average. You know, everybody would be like, "Oh, I think Dallas should have made it," or "Oh, I don't think the 49ers should have made it." I think the teams that made it to the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship are the teams that were supposed to make it. They they play really good football. They showed that on the defensive side, if we need to stand up, we can. But with the Bills and the Chiefs, they showed on the offensive side, if we need to stand up, we can. So I think this was one of the greater weekends of football. I wouldn't call it the greatest because it's just a lot of football. It's a lot of football I have never seen. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it, it could have been a weekend, you know, that right, was right. even better than this. Even though it was every game ended on the last play. Last drive. I always, whenever I hear, whenever I hear, right, whenever I hear it's the greatest something, I was like, all right, so what's the second? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, like give, give, me the, give me the weekend it beat so, so I can go back and try to check out those. And then you get, the, you get the nerds who know exactly which weekend it is, and then they, you know, they make you feel bad. <laughs> I don't. But I know for me personally, that was one of the greatest displays of, consistent football I've ever seen in my life. And to me, I know this season's been looking a little inconsistent here or there, but I think at the end of the day, the season might have been inconsistent, but we still see the teams that need to be here be here. Mm-hmm. I think that in the divisional round, we've seen the, the, the four best teams, the eight best teams. And then in the AFC Championship, we're going to see the four best teams. And I think no matter who end up in the Super I think it's I think it's only one matchup that I think that it will be a blowout in the Super Bowl. And what's that? The Chiefs versus the 49ers. Everything else, 
I think it will, it will pan out to be a really, really good game. I think the Chiefs, they have way too much firepower on offense for the 49ers on defense. Really? I think everything else has been playing out exactly how it's supposed to. All right, so what would you like to dig into before we get into some of the picks and how this weekend is going to look? Because you know, obviously Mahomes and Allen leads the way. Matt Stafford, right, getting getting the, uh, the old monkey, the proverbial monkey off of his back. Tom Brady. Yeah, being his maybe his last game, maybe Aaron Rodgers' last game as the Green Bay Packer. Uh, and, of course, Joe Burrow in the Ascension, because I think that's where the story was. I mean, we weren't – I wasn't really surprised at anything that Ryan Tannehill did or didn't do in that game offensively. So, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals were the story. So, which one of those three or four you want to jump into and then we run down the line? So, I, I like the Joe Burrow. I like the Joe Burrow, but I'm going to talk about one thing real quick. Go ahead. Man, Tom Brady has said, man, I don't know if I can continue to play. Giselle doesn't like to see me get hit. You are the most protected guy in the NFL. In the league. In the NFL. <laughs> in, 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 because, and I'm not even saying like by the rules and all this. They, they made rules for him, but also his O-line. And then I think this last week, he's seen what it's like to have your O-line hurt. And there's so many other quarterbacks. Mahomes was like that last year in the Super Bowl. Josh Allen be like that sometimes. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Uh, they can't. They can't keep letting that happen. By the way, I love how they be doing this whole like. Look, he's tough and he stands in the face of all the punishment. I'm like, you keep doing that. You're gonna be and gone. Gonna have another ACL. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, to me, I think it was just kind of funny how he was like, man, Giselle just doesn't want to see me continue to get hit. It's like, bro, you you haven't been hit for 20 years, bro. <laughs> Knock it off, dog. Like he, he might get hit here and there, you know, but like it, like. Tom Brady gets hit way less than Ben. Like, Ben gets hit. Oh, yeah. You know, like, then Lamar gets hit because Lamar wants to get hit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, but it's just, like, I, I thought it was just funny. But to me, I think what's so crazy about this divisional round is that the Cincinnati Bengals, they have a legit chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yes, they do. They are a way better team than people. I knew they were going to be good at the beginning of the season. But they are so much better than people thought they would be. And then they're continuously getting better throughout the season. Like every every week, Joe's throwing for 250. And what really helps them is I think they have the best run game in the playoffs. And I'm going to say this. Zach Taylor could use it a little bit because I'm, I'm glad you brought up the run game. First of all, you know what it is with the Bengals. It's the brand that's on the can. If it was any other team in any other uniform in any other colors in any other city, we'd be like, oh, shit, they, they, they got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and the number one pick in a couple of, you know, from a draft a couple of years ago. This, this team ready to rock and roll. But it's them orange and yeah. black uniforms. It's that striped helmet we're not used to seeing, it. especially, you know, uh, uh, talking to a Steeler. Like, nobody in that division is used to the bank. Like, yeah, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, they had their run there, but you already yeah. knew. Like, you, you knew that was going to be the first you knew game it was end. of yeah. the NFL playoffs. So, wild card weekend is going to be the Bengals and the Texans or the Bengals and the Chiefs back in the day were like, yeah, you knew they was – it was one and done, right? This squad, like they got, and it's not just it's not just on offense, but defense it's on defense too. too. They they got some dudes. They got some like DJ Reader was playing on the other end uh, on the other side of the line of scrimmage the entire game. And I'll say this, Zach Taylor, if my quarterback gets hit 
or sacked, because I think he got hit 12 times and sacked nine times. If my quarterback gets hit double-digit number of times in a 19-16 to 16 game, I'm thinking it's close enough to run the football with one of the better running backs in all of football and Joe Mixon. Like, I think in a game where he kind of understood they had control because of who he had going at QB, as opposed to who Tennessee and Mike Vrabel had going at QB, he thought he could just, you know, he, he can get his offensive shit off, right? Like, all right. But guess what? Your quarterback is out here. Like, the Jeffrey Simmons and them dude, they was not playing on that Tennessee sideline. Like, that Tennessee defense did everything that they should have done to go on uh, to the next round. 100%. Right? But Joe Burrow and, and them boys made enough plays. Run the football, though. Run the football. I like Cincinnati a lot, man. I like Cincinnati a lot. I just – I don't know if they're ready for prime time against the Kansas City Chiefs and the, and, and the Patrick Mahomes-led offense. But they beat them. I know they did, but you already know. Yeah, I already know. season different than postseason. It's only different in the postseason. But, yeah, I agree with you. Joe Mixon only ran 14 times yeah. for 54 yards. Yeah, you got your quarterback hit 12 times. He definitely should have ran the ball a little <laughs> bit more. Give him a break. <laughs> but, to me, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, the 49ers have the best run team. But, uh, like, true running game, not like scheme, just true running game. The Bengals have the best running game they, they, in the playoffs. They have the, they have the best receiving core. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Definitely give you that. And then they might have the best defense. Ooh, you're going you gonna, you gonna to get them to nod over San Francisco and over L.A.? I love the Rams. I love San Francisco. Like, San Francisco, so Aaron Rodgers has not beat San Francisco. I think he probably went into the game and was like, I have to beat them, and we're stressing too much about that. And so on that game, and then the Rams, they have a lot of star power, but they also have a lot of holes. Like, they have, you know, Aaron here. They have Leonard Floyd here. They have, you know, Von Miller here. But all the other guys can get beat by everybody else on the Bengals. Yeah, they, they had Eric Weddle come out and play safety, so they definitely trying to cover up some things, right? And then the Chiefs, they're playing great right now, but I, don't, I, think, this, this, I, think, that, I think the NFC Championship game is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's probably going to be around 16, 19 type of game. Mm-hmm. And I think the other game, I think it's going to be like 35 to 38. Something like that. Well, this is the thing. If Tyron Matthew is disabled or out for this game, that makes a big difference because that means that Drew Sorensen is going to be back there. And if Drew Sorensen is back there, that means somebody's going to have a party. So that, that Chiefs thing, them kicking Chris Jones inside and Melvin Ingram getting in there on the passing downs and wreaking havoc, like it's made a difference. But don't, let's, not, let's not act like the Bills didn't put up 36 points and when they got the football back, they marched their ass down the field on that defense too. Like this, is, this, ain't, this ain't a short thing. The Bills are good, but the Chiefs also just gave up a record-breaking performance to somebody. Right. They, gave, they let a receiver score four touchdowns. That's the first time in NFL history. But somebody scored four touchdowns in the postseason. So that, that, that scares me when it comes to the defense because they damn sure don't have nobody to guard Jamar Chase. No. At all. No. At all. No. T. Higgins, he going to jump on all their receivers. And they have Tyler Boyd. So they have three legit weapons. So you picking the Bengals? I'm picking the Bengals. Oh, you you picking Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, you know yeah. what? You know what? I know what this is. I know you ain't going to see just because James ain't here. I ain't going to – you know what this is, AR? You know what this is, Chris? This is 
This is Ryan Shazier picking the Bengals because he knows it's going to make the Steelers' performance. Yeah, this, this is going to make the Steelers' performance look and feel that no, much no, better. No, 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 no. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's not even that. I, Me and AR talked before the pod, and I was like, man, I'm going to be honest. I really think they have a squad to win the Super Bowl. I really do. I, To me, I think the Rams are – I think – so – I want the Rams to win. Like, they are my preseason. Like, before we started the season, you, I said Rams. I want the Rams to win. But the thing is that that the Rams scare me is that they cannot beat the 49ers. The last six times, they have not beat the 49ers. It's the playoffs, so it's totally different. But they have not beat them. So that kind of scares me. So if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl, I have the Bengals. If the Rams go to the Super Bowl versus the Bengals, I have the 49ers. I mean, no, no. If the Rams go versus the Bengals, I have the Rams. That's what I mean. But I have the Bengals going. I have the Bengals going. So of the four teams that are remaining, you think the 49ers are the fourth best team? You think the Rams are the third best team? You think the Chiefs are the second best team? And you think the Bengals are the best team? No, 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 no. I think the Rams are the best team left. I think that the Chiefs scare people more than the Bengals, but I think the Bengals are better. So I think the, the Bengals are two. I think is then is that I think is the Chiefs than the 49ers. But if the Chiefs and 49ers play each other, the Chiefs are going to blow out the 49ers. Not blow them out, but, but win by 14 or 17 or something like that. I mean, that's a blowout, you know, especially in a post postseason game. If you're getting beat by two touchdowns, and unless it's like a pick six late or something like that, depending on how the how the game will play out. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. I want to talk to you about the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady angle so we could, you know, put a bow on that. Do you think – well, you just you, – you mentioned that you thought it was hilarious that Tom Brady is uh, – I don't think he's retiring, though. I don't think you don't think he's retiring? I ain't going to lie. Like, I know Giselle has a lot of pool in the house, but for some reason, if you playing 20 years, I think you wear the pants in the house. Just being real. Hey, at some point, it's going to have to happen. Some people, wives, after a while, be like, hey, man, you've been playing for 17 years, bro. Like, I, I love you. But it's time. Like you won seven. You like last year. You won seven Super Bowls. You you're better than every franchise. It's time to come home. And he was like, "Nah, I'm playing again." So obviously, he he wearing the pants over there. You know what I'm saying? And I I don't know. I'm I'm just joking around. Right, 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 right. I I think he's gonna play again. But I think I think the only reason he does if he doesn't play again is because it's not the right situation. Like I feel like the the I think that the Bucks. I think they have to pay people. So if they don't have the team situated like they need, if the, the team looked like they looked last week, he's not coming back. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is gone. They're forty-four million over the cap. He's he's gone. 
And like I didn't know that during the season. Yeah, their cap situation is bad. If they renegotiate everybody, that's the only way he can get him back. And then he's gonna get all the cap. <laughs> so it's, I think he's I think he's gone. I think he's gone. And the the only place that he's been speaking lately is to the Pat McAfee show, and apparently he hinted that his decision will have to be or will be by franchise tech deadline so that he could uh give Devontae Adams a heads up who is also a free agent right now so uh this can this could either look this could look like them running it back you know who got a lot of cap space big cap big cap hey go on with that go on with oh, that oh. man oh ladies and gentlemen look, look who's dropped back <laughs> in on us <laughs> we got big cap space y'all negative 44 million over there hey we could get whoever you want. I came in at the right time, man. Quit trying to take our quarterback, man. Nah, he he want to come to us. Before we get to James' thoughts on this, can I – when is it the optimal time to say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers? Because you got a 7-9 and nine postseason record now. You got 39 wins during the regular season the last three years. Like, at what point does this franchise – um, reach the point of diminishing returns? Or is it you're going to win a whole bunch of regular season games again and hope you can run it back? Well, you know, um, you know, I woke up and I had time today. So, you know, this is something that Bears fans never experienced. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, here we go. I'm playing with you. I'm playing with you. <laughs> but, no, you talk, you're, talking about, you're talking about a dude with the caliber of Aaron Rodgers. In my humble opinion, you let, you let him decide. Now, I don't I don't mean saying you let him decide by not communicating with the organization. You, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you communicate with the organization. This is kind of what I'm thinking. I want to play two to three more. You know, I want to play one more. This is all I want to do when I'm done. I feel like you should communicate with the, with the organization so that they can be, you know, as, as best they can be when you are gone. But... I feel like I don't care what playoff record is. I don't care what none of that is. Aaron Rodgers has showed he's one of the baddest mans to ever play mm-hmm. and walk and walk the green grass. And with that being said, he's earned the right to tell them when it's his time. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that they should give him that opportunity to do that. You know what I'm saying? James, let me ask you, let me ask you, do you think that when, like, when have we seen a all-time great leave a franchise in a good situation when they've been when it's been on them to announce when they want to move on? Like, if I'm if I'm anybody there that is going to be there after Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, hold on, at what point? Uh, at what point are we going to get this thing rolling in a, in a different direction, or will you get caught never having? Uh, made that transition fully. To be honest with you, I feel like the people that I've seen do it the best was the Colts with Peyton Manning. Even though Peyton was coming off of that injury, they still did it the right way. Peyton, what do you want to do? What are you thinking? You know what I'm saying? Because if you're thinking, you know what I'm saying, that you're going to be done or you only want to play one, we're going to draft this boy Andrew Luck. We're going to get us a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I kind of felt like they left on good terms. They, the relationship left on good court terms. That's a, that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But they both did at the time what was best for both of them. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just feel like that's, that's how it needs to go with Green Bay. You know what I mean? If Aaron wants to come back, you welcome Aaron back with open arms. But you have no I, money. I do think Aaron needs to? No, they, trust me. It's a lot of ways that you can, you can work around the money because. 
it's all about giving guys contracts. And that's why I said, if Aaron wants to come back, that's why he's saying I'm going to do it before the tag deadline. Because if he comes back and he signs two years, you know, or he says, hey, I'm, I'm going to play for three more years, then you can sign him to a contract, give him some of that cash up front, and make sure his cap hit ain't that big. So now you free up money, and now you possibly able to give Devontae a contract, give Devontae enough money up front so his cap hit ain't that big. Yes, are you going to have to let some guys go? You are. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're still going to be able to keep a lot of the key guys around if we understand what some of our stars are doing, and it starts with Aaron Rodgers. But, like, the question you asked me, yes, I think it should be strictly on Aaron. He's earned that to say, hey, fellas, this is what I'm thinking. I want to play one or two more, and then I'm done, you know, and the Packers can do whatever they got to do to make sure when he is done with those two years that we in this situation where we set to can still be able to compete. I'm, I'm over here on spot track right now. Y'all cap situation looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So there you go back to the cap. Hey, hey, hey y'all cap situation. Look, y'all look at looking, hey, looking DeBartolo esque. Hey, no, this is all I'm saying. If if you if you keeping Aaron and you're keeping Devontae, that means you're leaving, you're losing key guys, key guys. Like you're losing key guys, and I understand they're key guys, but like you're losing, you're losing big time guys. This so so Ryan, Ryan, what you gotta understand is. The cap hit is like that right now because what guys are making right now with the cap, with the salary cap, what they contract is hitting it for. So if you tag Devontae with $20 million, that's a $20 million cap hit. You know what I'm saying? They're already negative so 44. So that will be stupid because you're going to lose a lot of players if you got to try to tag Devontae. That's why Aaron is saying, I'm going to make my decision before this tag deadline. So, so you know maybe we can come. Yeah. Yes, maybe we could come to an agreement to where we can do a two-year deal or something like that, three-year deal or something, to where the cap hit is not that big. You know, so who y'all letting? Patrick Mahomes, who who y'all letting go? That's why Kansas. That's why Kansas City did it smart. Let's lock down Patrick Mahomes, give him all this money up front, and his cap hit is not that big. And now we're able to put anybody and everybody we want to put around Patrick Mahomes because he's out of the way, and his cap hit is not that big. The one key guy that I think you're going to see out of there is Zadarius Smith. I was going to say one of the Smith boys, right? Zadarius Smith has a $15 million cap here. Now, I don't think he restructures because I think he knows that he's going to get that money elsewhere. Yes, he strictly is. Strictly because of, you know what I'm saying? Strictly because of the type of player he is. You know, he he's coming off of injury and all that, but when he was out there, he was dominant. You know what I'm saying? So, After the Bears release Khalil Mack, you can go, go ahead and throw that orange and blue on him. So we, it will be stupid to say, hey, man, we're going you got one year left on your deal. It's a $15 million cap hit. We're going to take you down to $5 million. He's going to be like, absolutely not. Release me. You know what I mean? Now, the good thing about that is Rashawn Gary has came on and Rashawn Gary balled out. So you got Rashawn Gary and you got the other Smith brother and you possibly – you possibly could go in the draft and get another pass rusher. So I think he is one of the key guys that you see get out of there. But I think the Packers, especially if Aaron Rodgers makes his decision early, they will be able to keep guys like Devontae and, J and Jair Alexander. Now, the people I want to see him keep is, is Jair Alexander 
I don't want him to tag Devontae. I want them to give him a contract, and I want to see them keep the middle linebacker yeah. Campbell. Yeah, Devondre Campbell has turned himself into a little bit of a, a young star. Yeah. I think that's going to be hard because he's going to demand some money, strictly because of his all-pro all pro year. He's going to demand some money. But if Aaron Rodgers comes back and says, I want to play for two to three more, and he already he has a year left on his deal, if they add two, he can, he can have a decent amount of money. He'll save some money on the cap. You get Devontae done. You get Jair done. You know what I mean? Give them some money up front. You'll be able to save some money on the cap. You know what I mean? And you're going to have to let uh, Zadarius walk. Man, it sounds it sound like, sound like a lot of situations where, like, y'all got to do a lot to keep Aaron when – there's other teams that don't. Or he could, he could be looking at how Tom Brady did this thing and say, I want to go live my life somewhere else for a couple of years of my football career and end up in Denver or end up in Seattle if they move on from Russell Wilson. One thing I do want to say, though, in, in this whole situation, I know Aaron Rodgers, he, I'm, I'm proud of my dude because he opened up to the media this year and showed everybody that he a cool cat. You know, he wasn't just, you know, locked in and acting a fool in the locker room and not letting everybody see his personality. You know what I mean? But one thing that a lot of people don't know about Aaron Rodgers is I don't know if it's anybody who loves his teammates more than Aaron. Aaron will ride or die for his teammates. And with that being said is why I'm and why I'm saying that is because I don't think he would do that to Devontae. I don't think he will leave Tech. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of places that he and Tate can go together. Isn't Devontae uh, a free agent too? De Devontae stuck. Yeah, with the free agent tag. Yeah, yeah Devontae stuck. So we talking Devontae. Devontae is in a very bad situation. Well, I ain't going to say bad situation because when you when somebody say we're giving you $20 million to not go nowhere, that's a perfect situation. But did he already get paid though? He did get paid, but now he, he's – So, but they can still franchise him? You can franchise yeah, you, anybody. You can franchise him. But then after the second one, it becomes the average of the top five players in the position. Why, why they gonna franchise? Why they gonna franchise him, man? Like let the man go. He don't want to be no, there. No, he does want to be there, but yeah, you ain't letting the best wide receiver in the league go, though. Number one, you just hear what you just said, Jason. The best wide receiver in the league. So he wants best wide receiver in the league money. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna agree that me and me and Devontae got the same agent. So I'm not gonna agree to a deal that you're not going to make me the highest paid receiver when I am the best receiver in the game. I'm not going to agree on that. You know what I'm saying? So if Devontae, if Devontae knows that Aaron is here for three years, then that kind of puts a little bit of pressure on me to say, okay, well, let's hurry up and get a deal done because I know I'm going to have my guy for three more years. You know what I'm saying? But with Aaron, I know a lot of people like, look at Denver, look at, look at Pittsburgh, look at all that. I'm telling you, 12 ain't worried about that. 12, 12, he loves his teammates. He will, he wouldn't leave Tay and do Tay like that. So that's what we're saying here. James Jones, uh, former Green Bay Packer, is saying that Aaron Rodgers ain't going no damn where. So we can stop with all the consternation about what's happening in Green Bay. Well, that's that's just that, that's just what JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey JJ, I like that mask too, man. I'm gonna need you to send me one of those. That's like that's like that's like the NBA mask. That's like that's that rich money no, mask. Oh man, y'all got all the money, man. I'm yeah, that's out that's, here, that's, man, that's the that's trying, the that's the mask that come with the antidote right there. They, they, trying, they don't tell you. Trying to stay safe. That's the same Lebr- that's the same mask LeBron be wearing. I ain't got uh, I ain't got. Don't that worry. Access. When we come out when we come out to LA, we we definitely gonna see you know how much James gonna let us live like James Jones out there. I can't wait for it. It's just it's just people looking out for me. That's it. Oh, God. That's what all the rich folks say. All right. So, Ryan gave his picks. Ryan believes that it will be Cincinnati versus the Rams. Uh, after a crazy week of divisional football, we are we are getting ready to figure out what's happening here for the NFC Championship and AFC Championship. Well, who you got, James? Man, as bad as I want to agree with Ryan and as bad as I want to see JoJo Burrow, Get to that Super Bowl and see Jamar Chase in that Super Bowl against my man Matthew Stafford because I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford because of all his bad, 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 bad years that he had in Detroit. I'm I'm rooting for him. I like the Rams. I love JoJo Burrow, but I just don't think he's going to outdo Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. He did it once this year in Cincinnati. But Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City just got it going. I think we're looking at the Rams versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, as uh, the the picks that we thrown out there, you know, the way we doing, it's probably gonna be the Forty Niners and the and the Bengals. So I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this though. If it's Forty Niners and Bengals, Bengals winning. Ooh. I'm telling you that right now. I like now. that defense, man. It's just hard for me to see the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, beating the Rams three times, man. They beat them six times. Who got more pressure on them going into that game, Jimmy Garoppolo or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. Easy. To be honest with you, you could call me crazy, but I think- Jimmy already know his job gone. He already know his job gone. <laughs> he playing with house money. He playing with house money. I think the most pressure is on both these head coaches. Kyle Shanahan, you have been to the Super Bowl. And you've lost. In tough fashion. Yes, we brought you here to take this team to a Super Bowl. All right? You done got, you done got the hard part done. You done battled with injuries. Your team is, is, is healthy now and all that. Like, the pressure's on you to get back to another Super Bowl and win that thing. Sean McVay, we done gave up every draft pick known to man to get you the players in here to go win a Super Bowl. You better get this job done, brother. And you are at home twice? You know what I'm saying? You in front of your home crowd twice, and you got the opportunity to sleep in your own bed twice? You better get this thing, thing, thing done. I think all the pressure is on the head coach. You know who got the least pressure? Zach Taylor. That boy was like, y'all ain't think I was going to be here at Joe, all. Yeah, you're right. Jojo Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals playing with house of money. They ain't supposed to be here. Yeah. Zach Taylor need to run the football so his quarterback don't get hit nine times again. That, that's that's what Zach Taylor need to do. All right, fellas. We've given our picks. We, we've talked about what's happening with not only Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, but, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So, it's been a, a stirring edition of uh, the Tuesday Ringer NFL show for Ryan Shazier and my man James Jones. And, of course, Chris Sutton and Arjuna Ramgopal. I am Jason Goff thanking you once again for checking us out. Next up on the Ringer NFL show is the Wednesday show with Kevin Clark. We'll be back next Tuesday. You can check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify. 
Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Getting ready to break down the Bears hiring their new general manager, 36-year-old Ryan Poles. We'll be talking about that on the full go. And, of course, as always, we leave you with this. Make sure you guys are taking care of each other and be safe. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Maybelline New York. Get ready to bring the heat with Maybelline's newest lip plumping gloss, Lifter Plump. Fair warning though, it's hot. Like, literally. It's formulated with chili peppers to bring a heated sensation and an instant plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Hot Honey, and more. Buy Lifter Plump now on Amazon and use the code 10PLUMP to get 10% off for a limited time. Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.